Welcome to Modern Aikidoist Podcast. My sincere thanks to listeners and those who have liked, subscribed, and commented. Your interest is noticed and deeply appreciated. The topic of groundwork is controversial in the martial arts world. Some adore it, others despise it. The statement that 90% of fights end up on the ground is a claim originally made popular by the Gracies as they marketed their art. Is it true? And what are the realities of groundwork and self-defense? Today's podcast breaks it down. When studying any subject, it pays to set aside the emotion, the rumors, and the cliches and start with some hard data. There are some data sources we can look to. One source is a few studies from the law enforcement world, where use of force reports were gathered and sorted for how many went to the ground. These reports did not confirm that 90% or so of incidents ended up on the ground. It was more around 60%. The question here is, are law enforcement engagements a good example of the type of violence that we civilians might experience? My thinking is it's probably not. First, police officers are attempting to apprehend. Police officers also have the benefit of usually having the support of other officers. The type of violence we civilians face is a bit different, so the numbers in the report may be a bit askew. One important factor to consider when it comes to police apprehension is how police are trained. One might think that they are trained to be skilled in apprehension techniques. That is, they can use their hands in a skillful manner to grab and restrain a suspect. This is not true at all. The approach officers are trained for, at least here in the U.S., to deal with a suspect who is resisting or being violent is to use several officers, as many as you have on hand, to tackle and hogpile on the suspect in order to restrain him. I've seen this firsthand when I worked with bar security. Using an approach like this raises the likelihood of an engagement going to the ground. This is another reason the 60% number for law enforcement is higher than it likely will be with normal people who are not using tackles for self-defense. I recall seeing an informal study of something like 600 surveillance videos of attacks and street fights, with a breakdown of how many ended up on the ground as well as how long they tended to last. This was far closer to what a normal person would likely encounter than the type of violence involved in a police apprehension. If I remember correctly, the numbers were in the ballpark of about 30% of fights going to the ground. Unfortunately, I cannot find the article to get you the hard numbers, and I'm just going on the impression I was left with. I recall the reviewer had to define what going to the ground meant exactly. If a fight had one or both participants on the ground for an extended period of time, which includes a standing person beating or kicking someone on the ground, then that counted. Having someone getting hit or shoved and going to the ground and standing back up right away did not count. From what I've seen myself of fight videos, I'd say a little less than 50% end up on the ground. That is just my casual observation, not a hard statistical number. Sadly, there are no real comprehensive reports or studies which can satisfactorily answer the question about how often fights between civilians end up in a grappling ground fight. There are a lot of wildcard factors at play. Let's look at them so we might get a better understanding. A big factor is whether someone purposefully tries to take an opponent down in a fight. It's my impression that a vast majority of fights that go to the ground do so accidentally more than they do on purpose. Someone trips, falls, or gets bumped and knocked over accidentally. There appear to be relatively few intentional tackles, leg takedowns, foot sweeps, or intentional throws. It is far more likely to go down by losing your footing than anything else. Often we see in videos that when one person falls down, the opponent either jumps on him or starts kicking him. That's not to say being tackled or taken down doesn't happen, because it does. 
Anyone who did even a bit of wrestling in high school or played football or hockey or even grew up with rowdy brothers probably knows the value of grabbing someone and dumping them over. There are quite a few people who understand this and know how helpless it makes someone when you dump them on the ground. I'll go one step farther. With the popularity of the UFC, people have seen many times how you can avoid being hit by tackling an opponent or throwing a leg takedown on him. I'd be willing to bet that someone like that would be willing to give it a shot, even if they've never practiced it before, and the chances therefore increase of it happening. Tackling and leg takedowns are pretty effective even when they're not done terribly well. They have to be taken seriously. So how does Aikido tend to address groundwork? I was lucky enough to come up in a dojo which did include some work against takedowns and basic ground survival work. It wasn't much, but there was some. What I ran into with students and instructors from other dojos were statements like, Aikidoka never go to the ground, and we don't let ourselves get taken down. Statements like this seem not only impossible to guarantee, but arrogant and even snooty. How do you ensure that you don't end up on the ground? No one is so perfect in their footwork, balance, and movement that they never fall or are taken down. What if you start on the ground in the first place? These are situations which can happen. You would think with as much as Aikidoka become friends with the ground through being thrown, as well as rolling and break falls, that grappling on the ground would not be such a distant skill set, but it is. There are some Aikido practitioners who are skilled in grappling arts, and others dabble in them enough to have some basics. However, Aikido generally has nothing in its curriculum for groundwork, and I don't think kneeling pins count. For Aikido to be self-defense capable, some grappling and ground skills are necessary. Without them, there is a giant hole in your skill set. I'm also not talking about knowing how to shiko, which is walk on your knees, or do the other groundwork Aikido is known for, those being Hanmi Handachi, which is being in a kneeling position while Uke, who is on his feet, approaches and attacks you, or Suwariwaza, which is where both Uke and Nage are on their knees and performing the attack and the technique from the kneeling position. These are fine to practice and build mobility skills, but are not representative of ground grappling. Tangling with someone on the ground is a night and day difference from what Aikido tends to teach and practice. I find it kind of funny and rather sad that many martial artists turn their noses up at grappling, as if they're too sophisticated for it. The impression I get when someone turns their nose up or mocks grappling is that they're terrified of it. That means that they are likely not very experienced at it. Being outmatched in grappling is particularly frustrating and unnerving. You can be made to feel like a complete noob, which can sting the ego pretty hard, especially when you feel like you're a tough guy because of how much training you've done. The bottom line is any decent martial artist worth their salt needs an answer for tackles and takedowns. They also need an answer for getting back to their feet when they are taken down, as well as how to avoid the bread-and-butter positions and finishes of grapplers and ground fighters. For a great example of this, one to look at is Chuck Liddell. Back when he was in his prime, the UFC was in a period of time when the ground-and-pound strategy was popular. This strategy came in as a way to deal with the dominance of the grappling game and Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Anyway, Chuck Liddell was superb at getting back to his feet and avoiding the ground-and-pound. He could shift his body despite having someone on top of him and get to a solid base position while being punched and return to his feet. Although he showed it in sport fighting, I think it is a crucial skill set for survival in a self-defense situation. In my opinion, this is where it is difficult to cross-train in wrestling and jiu-jitsu. These are both sport-based arts which specialize in taking people down to the ground. 
This makes sense for them because it's where their sport gets points in. Wrestlers and jiu-jitsu guys don't want to get back to their feet. They want to engage in ground grappling. Their tools and techniques are still great, but how they are put together looks different from a self-defense perspective. There's a video I keep on my phone which I show all my students. It shows two guys, neither terribly skilled, on the ground in a street fight. One is on top and they are locked in the fight with each other. Both are getting tired and the fight goes low energy for a minute or so. Then a woman walks up and kicks the guy on the top in the head with her clogged shoe. He's knocked unconscious and lays in the street until the video ends a minute or two later. This is the stark reality of the risk of being on the ground. It won't happen every time, but it only needs to happen once. Knives add another level of danger that grappling doesn't work well against. In conclusion, I believe the statement that 90% of fights wind up on the ground is a marketing slogan credited to the Gracies as part of their brilliant marketing campaign. Their art has grown to be so specialized in ground grappling that even Hicks and Gracie is unhappy about it straying so far from practical self-defense. When we study real violence, we see that claim is extremely dubious, if not outright false. Taking someone to the ground is a risk in a real fight due to the fact that others could get involved or there could be a weapon that you don't know about. As Aikidoka, we want to remain on our feet. That's where we do our best maneuvering and have the best chance to escape quickly. We want our attackers on the ground, not us. Adding this skill set to my own Aikido and my students has been something I've worked on for years now. I'm very happy with the results and can say that a solid base can be built in a fairly short amount of time. You don't need to learn to prevail against a competitive wrestler to be difficult to take down or hold down. What I've found in putting together my ground program is that it doesn't take years of intensive training to build solid skills in groundwork, even with people who have no previous martial arts experience. Granted, I had comprehensive guidance with this material from a couple of friends who have extensive grappling experience as well as real-life violence experience as part of their jobs. Their guidance and instruction was tuned to real-life application, not sport application so we were able to focus on useful skills and not waste training time on skills which were not as relevant to self-defense. Some of what I teach my students I'm currently sharing in the Spirit Aikido online program. I'm also working on a full course for integrating grappling and ground survival for Aikidoka. If you're interested in finding out more, please let me know. Whatever approach you decide to take to address the ground and grappling, I hope you do something more than most martial artists tend to do which is claim it will never happen to them and not learn or train it. Your survival very well might rely on it someday. What do you think? Please share your ideas in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube, or go to the Facebook group Aikido the Marshall Side and post a comment. The Spirit Aikido online program is now live. Subscribers get access to video training and mentoring to techniques and training methods I've adopted from other martial arts to make my Aikido more practical. There's a link in the description section. I invite you to check it out. I always enjoy hearing from listeners of the show, whether through comments or questions. Thank you all for sharing your interest. Enjoy your training.